Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, this is, yes, it is Monday. Um, I, there is a reason why I did not record this weekend, and it was because I wanted to record after the regional that Tech was in finished up so I could give my thoughts on that. So, unfortunately, we are here on Monday, and uh, Tech baseball season is over. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk a little bit about basketball and we're going to have a big congratulations to Joey McGuire. Then we will get to our listener questions and the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. So let's talk about the baseball season. Um, Tech was in the Statesboro Regional. That was announced last Monday. They were in there with Notre Dame, UNC Greensboro, and the host, Georgia Southern. When, when the bracket popped up, um, my feelings were last Monday that this was a very winnable regional for Tech. Felt like that they were going to have a great shot um, to win this regional. Um, my worry last Monday was about the pitching, which that was misplaced worry. Um, huge, huge, huge um, kudos to the tech pitching staff this weekend um the tech pitching staff did everything that they could to ensure this team would get to a super regional um and it started with the starters andrew morris birdsell um chase hampton and then uh, jamie hit on sunday and then your relief staff especially last night's game you know your relief staff had to really come into play a lot more because at that point you were out of pitchers they did what they they did what they needed to to get you to a regional. Um, what was a bit surprising was the hitting. Uh, hitting, it was just a. It, it wasn't just tech, by the way. It was all the all all three all four teams. Um, just the hitting was not where where uh, we normally see it with a Texas Tech baseball team. Um, you know, was this a. A product of the of the weather being hot and humid, I don't know. Uh, possibly, I guess, um, but it's just the hitting just never, never came, uh, never, never really came to fruition all weekend long. You know, even the even the two games that Tech won, uh, they had to basically dink dink and dank their way um, to winning those games, and and really credit the pitching, uh, uh, the pitching staff that was able to keep them in the game until they were able to get get those runs uh, plated in. So, um, you know, the the regional started Friday very weirdly, obviously, with, uh, you know, the, the rain delay, uh, lightning delay, which led to uh, basically Andrew Morris was the starter Friday until um, the, the bottom of the first inning, and he was out because of the, I think it was like a six to seven, about a six-hour delay, um, before they got started again, so you ended up moving Chase Hampton into that starter role, and he—I mean, he did a heck of a job. Um, you know, it was two nothing when he when he came back when the when the game resumed, um, and Hampton pretty much kept Notre Dame at bay. The hitting just never never came to life, and you know, you had multiple times on that Friday game where you had runners in scoring position, bases loaded, and you got nothing out of it. You're not going to win many games when you're in a situation like that. And unfortunately for Tech, that's pretty much what happened on Friday. They were able to come back Saturday, uh, beat UNC Greensboro, and then um, 
come back yesterday um, in the afternoon and beat Georgia Southern. And, you know, they had their shots to beat Notre Dame. I mean, you had bases loaded with Jace Young coming up to hit bottom of the ninth inning. And just, you know, I, I feel for Jace Young, by the way, because uh, the previous at bat, he, I mean, he hit a home, he hit a ball that in any other ballpark would have been a home run. But unfortunately, in Georgia Southern's uh, baseball field, they have this massive right field wall that blocked everything in, and they weren't able to they weren't able to get it done. But uh, um, let's let's kind of do a little bit of a wrap up of this uh, Tech baseball season. Number one, uh, you know, there was a guy, there was an idiot on Twitter on Friday, and I've seen a couple people talking this way that said, "Oh, this is an abysmal season for Tech. Tech's awful. Tech's terrible. Horrible season." Um, there's a difference between a horrible season and a disappointing season. Um, I get being disappointed. I'm disappointed um, because I feel like talent-wise, this team this team could have put together a run to Omaha, but they just never were able to put all the elements together. You know, all regular season long, you know, you had the struggles outside of, of Morrison Birdsell with pitching. The pitching showed up this weekend, big time. And we had kind of seen elements of this in the last few weeks with uh, Chase Hampton, the effort uh, he had put in, and then also uh, Molina, Mason Molina, in the Big 12 tournament that, you, you know, this pitching staff was coming together possibly at the right time. And, you know, you just can't say enough about uh, last night's effort by the pitching staff because, you know, you're in game four of a regional and you're out of your normal starters, and so you have to go in, and you've got to hope that some of these guys in the bullpen step up, and and they did. Um, you know, you lost two to one last night. That's not for for this relief staff that we saw all year struggle. That's not bad. Uh, you know, I thought Jamie Hit did a great job. The the other ones that came in as well did a did a really good job. They just, you know, unfortunately the hits never really fell where they needed to um, this weekend, and. That's why they're out. Um, you know, it's disappointing. Um, it's it's going to feel weird next week watching, you know, Super Regionals and Tech not be there. But, um, you know, if this is if this is the, you know, in the last 10 years, Ted, Tim Tadlock era, yet his first year, they, they had a losing season, didn't get, in, get into the postseason. You had 2015, the year after their first College World Series appearance, where they didn't get to uh, into the postseason. You've had 2017, where Sam Houston State shocked Tech in the Lubbock Regional, and then you have this season. All those other, all the other seasons, you've gone to at least a super regional. It, it's hard to feel like, oh, this is. <laughs> This is a, you know, this this baseball program's falling apart or this is a horrible season. You still made the postseason. You finished a game out of uh, first place of the Big 12. Um, you had all the pieces that just unfortunately just never fell together. You know, I think uh, one of the biggest what-ifs in this season is going to be, you know, Chase Hampton spent um, a couple weeks where he was injured and then when he came back, he just, he wasn't, wasn't throwing uh, the way that uh, he had normally thrown. And so, you know, if Chase Hampton doesn't get injured and is out for two weeks and trying to recover a few weeks after that, a lot of those Sunday losses, I think, turns into wins. And you're sweeping, you're sweeping teams. And you're in a position where you probably would have been able to host. 
And I think if you were able to host, it would have been a different uh, different outcome. But you know, you you deal with you deal with what the cards are dealt to you based on how you played. And you know, this team um, just they had issues in the midweek. They had a hard time closing out teams on Sundays. You were gonna. I mean, it just you you weren't you didn't deserve to host a regional this year. So you knew they had to go on the road to win, and it just it just didn't happen. Um, you know, it just did not come together this weekend. Pitching certainly did their job. Unfortunately, hitting didn't, and uh, you're out. Um, I'm excited because I know that you know this this team will rebuild, reload. You're gonna have a lot of new faces next year. Uh, I suspect, you know, Burtzell, Morris, they're both gone. You're going to have a um, – basically your your two big returnees are going to be Owen Washburn and um, – oh, gosh. <laughs> I just had a brain fart. Uh, Hudson White. Yeah, <laughs> Owen Washburn and Hudson White. Um, and so you'll have some new newcomers come in. Certainly, I think Tech will be a major player on the junior college transfer circuit. I think they'll certainly will be a major player in the transfer portal circuit because I think uh, what Tim Tadlock has done in these 10 years is he's built up a program that is well-regarded nationally. And I think you'll, you'll be able to get some high-quality players to come in here. They'll put together another quality team and – I think certainly they'll be back at least in the regionals next year, and hopefully they can make a deeper run. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But uh, um, disappointing end of the season, but really this was this was a team that was fun to watch all year long, and you know I look forward to seeing them again in February. So now we get into the long jaunt of of summer where there's not a lot of tech sports going on. Don't worry, I will still have a podcast. We're gonna have some fun fun uh, top five lists I'm going to be doing um, t- until we get into late July going into August and football season which that will be here before will be here before you know it so um, a couple uh, big basketball news the big basketball news that just dropped was that the um, tournament team that tech is putting together for this event in Kansas has added Justin Gray that's going to be a fun group to watch and I need to do some research and see if that's being televised because I really want to watch some of those guys play again. Um, just to recap, you got Justin Gray playing. You got Noren Sodiasi. You've got Tariq Owens. You've got Matt Mooney. You've got Zaire Smith. You've got Zach Smith. I mean, you got a plethora of, of really talented guys, and I'm probably missing one, but um, just a going to be fun team to watch. Hopefully, I can. I need to research and see where that is being televised. I'm sure it's televised somewhere, maybe ESPN Plus or something. But uh, that's really kind of the big news this week in basketball. There hadn't been, um, you know, there's a few people making some official visits this weekend to Lubbock. Um, there's a guy from out of North Carolina potentially uh, that he made a visit this last weekend. Uh, maybe we'll hear soon what what his decision's going to be, but. You know, I think basketball, they're going to be reloaded again. Um, they're not going to be highly ranked. Texas will be highly ranked like they were this year, but that's fine with me. I would rather jump up and surprise people, and at the end of the season, let's go on another Sweet 16, Hope you know, even higher, uh, even further run than that. And I think this team, um, talent-wise, will have the capability of doing that. So big. The, the only really big news in football this week is – 
Uh, Joey McGuire is going to be on the front cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Um, if you're not familiar with the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, it is it is a, always a very highly anticipated issue that comes out around this time of the year. Although um, I they did tweet out today kind of some bad news that um, if you're going to want to pick it up in stores, it's going to be delayed because of, imagine this, supply chain issues. So um, that kind of stinks. But, you know, I remember my dad always used to get it and I'd leaf through it. And it's really awesome. It's not only just uh, – it not only does reports on all of the college football teams in Texas, but it does a report on every single high school football team in the state of Texas. We're talking all the way from 6A to 6-man. It is a comprehensive guide to – um, what's happening in the state of Texas when it comes to football. And Joey McGuire is going to be on the cover. It'll be on the cover with uh, with uh, trailer, uh, Jeff Trailer out of uh, UTSA. And the cover is alluding to the fact that these guys are, you know, reaching out to the Texas football ranks. You know, Joey McGuire, the, the, the hire is just, has just been so successful in so many ways. And we haven't even stepped on the football field yet. And, I think that's that's a good thing for McGuire because if you're, you know, I think you are going to have some struggles this year and even into next year with uh, rebuilding this roster, um, and I think McGuire has done a lot to to expand goodwill not only from Tech fans but throughout all of these coaches in the state of Texas and you know if McGuire can make Tech the pipeline where you're getting all of the best players from the state of Texas to come to Tech, you're going you're gonna to build a, a heck of a special program. And I, I think he's done all that work, and I think it's been good. I think this is going to be a good thing, uh, especially when you kind of look down at the schedule this year, and especially non-conference. Uh, I think Tech's going to have some struggles winning um, in this first season, even in going into the next season. Because it does take a little bit to to rebuild a football program, but I, I think McGuire has done everything he's needed to do off the field to ensure that he's able to build this program and and keep the fans where they're not going to turn on him quickly. Um, so that that's a good thing. Um, so that's really all the big sports news this week. Like I said, um, don't don't fret, don't fear. We are going to have uh, some interesting stuff to talk about, even with tech football not in session, or tech football, even with tech sports not going on. Um, certainly there's always some sort of off-summer uh, drama happening. Who knows? Someone might decide to bolt the Big 12 again. Who knows? But beyond that, I'm working on some top five lists uh, starting next week in our next episode, episode 52, which will be our one-year anniversary episode. We're going to talk about the top five best moments in tech sports this season, and we'll go from there. So keep tuning in. I think it'll be, it'll be, we'll be, have some fun discussions and fun, fun talk about things. And before you know it, we're, be, we're going to be getting ready for Murray State and Texas Tech football and Joey McGuire's first year. So we're going to go ahead and take our break, and then when we come back, we will do some listener questions. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. It's now time for listener questions. Two ways to get a hold of me with listener questions. Number one is to follow the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is at the C Carp Show. 
And then also you can follow the official TikTok of The Chris Carpenter Show, which is just simply The Chris Carpenter Show. And I've been posting um, kind of my reaction videos to things lately. I'm going to try and do a little bit more on the TikTok end of things as well. Um, I'm also posting, by the way, the TikToks um, on the official YouTube account of The Chris Carpenter Show, which is just The Chris Carpenter Show. Unfortunately, Anchor does not allow you to post your whole podcasts on onto YouTube. Um, so I'm kind of still working on how I could possibly do that as well. But that's going to be an option as well if you, if you ever want to watch this on video. Um, I'm not doing video podcasting just yet. That may be coming down the pipe. But those are three ways that you can interact with the show. Um, but the uh, best one's going to be the Twitter. I usually tweet out um, – Basically, a few hours, at least a few hours before I record. I actually tweeted out on Saturday um, to hopefully gather up some questions. And I've got some really good questions to answer. So let's jump into them. And our first question, this is a Twitter question that comes from Hunch, at Hunch or at Hunchy. And he asks, who do you think, I hope it's a he, I don't know, it might be a she, uh, who do you think is going to win it all in college baseball this year? Yeah, so uh, it's not going to be Tech. That that is that kind of stinks. But um, I, to me, I think the prohibitive favorite is going to continue to be Tennessee. Um, they did nothing this weekend in the regional that would indicate otherwise that they're not the prohibitive favorite. Um, you know, history is working a little bit against them being the number one overall seed. The last time the number one overall seed won the national championship was 1999 with the University of Miami. So that history doesn't really fare well with them. But, you know, it's hard It's hard to pick someone else besides them just based on the way that they've been playing. And, again, they're going – I mean, I don't think Notre Dame is going to beat them in the Super Regional. So they're going to get themselves to Omaha – uh, then it becomes, can someone beat him in Omaha? I don't know, but I, I would say Tennessee would be my number one favorite right now. Um, beyond Tennessee, the, these next two, I hate to say it. Um, I hope it doesn't happen, honestly. Um, but, you know, I think Texas A&M, I certainly I think is going to have a great shot to go to this College World Series. Uh, Texas is getting hot at the right time. And when you have a, when you have a player like Ivan Melendez – you're going to have a shot in any game you play cuz it's hard to get that dude out. It's hard to it's hard to prevent that guy from hitting home runs. So, and I hate to say that as as a Tech fan, but I think those two certainly if they're able to get to Omaha, which I think they're going to I think Texas more so than A&M's got a great shot of getting to Omaha. Certainly um could be could be uh contenders. Um Oregon State certainly has has a chance I think as well. Um, you know, but I, I just, I, it's hard for me to pick anybody but Tennessee right now. I think Tennessee has proven to be head and shoulders, the best team in college baseball this season, but we know in other sports, I mean, college basketball, good example, you know, Gonzaga was consistently head and shoulders, probably the best team this year. And they didn't even make it past sweet 16. It's hard to win national championships, but it's hard for me to it, to answer your question, Hunchy. 
it's hard for me to say anybody but Tennessee right now. I I, I still would lean uh, Tennessee winning the national championship this year, but should be fun super regionals and and obviously going into Omaha. But uh, you know, it's t- I think it's Tennessee's championship to lose. So good question. Uh, next question we're gonna get to is from. Uh, Fred from Gale, what are your thoughts on the TBT Air Raiders team? Will you be watching any of the games? I've talked about the TBT Air Raiders team, you know, with the announcement with Justin Gray. Um, I hope to watch them. I need to do some research on if those are going to be televised. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) I would love to watch those guys play again. And they're playing basically as a Texas Tech professional team. So, absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited they're all getting to play together. And, I think they're going to do a lot of damage in that tournament. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. So, next question, we've got Zach from Ackerley. What summer movies are you excited to see? So, uh, I was excited to see Top Gun Maverick. And if you did not hear my review of that, that was um, last week's first episode of Midweek Madness. I, I talked about that. As far as other upcoming summer movies that I'm excited to see, uh, probably. Uh, good question. I think that Elvis movie looks really, really good. I'm interested to see that. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm the, and this is, this is a new one. This is the first for me, if you know me. But I think the Thor movie coming up in July, that looks like a fun movie to watch. And I am not a Thor fan. In fact, I have not seen the other three Thor movies. I didn't desire to see. I really didn't desire to see them. But something about the tra- the trailer is hooking me in. Uh, this Thor movie, uh, pro- I'm probably excited to see that. You know, um, trying to think what else is coming out that looks good. The movie Vengeance, um, which is a BJ Novak movie. I saw the trailer for that a couple weeks ago, and it looks to be a fun movie. It looks to be a movie about West Texas. You know, BJ Novak, if you're listening, Come be on the Chris Carpenter show. I'll hype up your movie for you. But I'm excited to see that movie as well. So I'll probably, I probably will see the Jurassic World movie this weekend. I have low expectations for it. So I don't know if I'm necessarily excited to see it. It's more like, oh, I wonder how they're going to use Dr. Grant and the other ones. I'm not so. But those are the movies I'm probably excited to see. All right. We've got Lacey from Morton, home of the Indians. What streaming service will survive the next decade? It seems like Netflix is on a downward slide, and I would agree with Lacey on that. Um, I I don't think net five years from now, I don't think there will be a Netflix service. I think someone will buy out Netflix. I think Netflix is going the way of Blockbuster Video, which is ironic because they 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 did in Blockbuster Video themselves. So if I'm looking at which streaming services are going to be here next decade. So I think Netflix goes away. I think someone buys them out. I think probably Paramount Plus. I think Paramount's going to get bought out by somebody, possibly Amazon. So here's here's the ones that I think will, will uh, survive. I think the HBO Max, Time Warner streaming service survives. It may not be called HBO Max. It may be called something else, but I think that one survives. I think Disney's 
Disney Plus, Hulu bundle survives again. Will Hulu continue to be called Hulu or will they rebrand it to make it more closely associated with Disney? Same with the SPM Plus, by the way. And I'm not counting those as quote unquote surviving because even to, even now, ESPN Plus, if you have Hulu, you have ESPN Plus. It's not ESPN Plus is not you can get it as a standalone streaming service, but you know, it's not necessarily a standalone streaming service. I think it'll get absorbed. Disney so Disney's streaming service will survive. I think Amazon Prime will survive in in some way, shape, or form. I think they're going to be the ones that are prime candidates to buy out both Netflix and Paramount Plus. Um, because I think, I think if you look at right now, Amazon is, is the one that's struggling for content. And if they're able to purchase a Paramount Plus with their vast library or Netflix with even their vast library, I think you know, Amazon uh, Prime Video gets themselves back into the game in the competition with the Hulus and, um, you know, or the Disney streaming, the HBO Max streaming. I also think Peacock probably survives just because you have the backing of Universal, you know. Um, so I think the ones that survive are going to be ones that are backed by large corporations, Disney, Time Warner. Universal. I think the one that could be in trouble is Paramount Plus with Viacom. But I think a big part of that is I think Viacom is going to be bought out, I would say possibly by Amazon. I would not be shocked by that at all. Netflix is the one that goes away. And I don't think it goes away where it's out of completely bankrupt out of business. It's going to be bought out and absorbed by another streaming service. It'll be interesting to see how that works. But yeah, I think the the days of more streaming services being added and added are over. You're going to see some of these smaller streaming services be absorbed by the bigger ones. And I think Netflix will be one that goes away. So, which I mean, honestly, fine with me. <laughs> you know, um, I, I'm at a point, you know, after Stranger Things is done, I don't know if I want to keep my Netflix subscription because there's just not a lot of good programming on Netflix anymore compared to the other ones. You know, Netflix, it's ironic because Netflix basically beat Blockbuster by out by out blockbustering Blockbuster, and now they're gonna be the ones that that go away because of Disney getting themselves into the streaming game. Universal, Time Warner, Viacom getting into the, uh, into the streaming game. Amazon Prime Video becoming more of a serious player in streaming. And I think Netflix is going to going to be the victim of that and they're going to be the odd the odd man out in that. So, good question. All right, we've got Daniel from Earth. Now that tech sports are over for 2021-2022, what sports do you watch until football season starts? That's kind of funny cuz that was the Topic on the Raider land today. Um, NASCAR is what I'll what I'll keep up with until football starts. I'm not really into watching the Major League Baseball regular season. I do like minor league baseball. I might try and go to a sod poodle game or maybe a Chihuahua. I'd like to go to Chihuahua game. Maybe El Paso Chihuahuas. Um, I'm, I'll keep a little bit of an eye on the NBA Finals. I'm, I'm for the Celtics, by the way, because Steve Kerr hates America. And uh, but I really don't care that much about the NBA. Um, I'll keep an eye a little bit on the NHL. I'm for the Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup. 
We'll see what happens. But yeah, probably the number one sport I'll keep up with is is NASCAR during this uh, kind of lull between uh, the end of tech baseball and the beginning of tech football. So, which, it, like I said before, it's going to come quickly before you know it. All right, Adam from Borger, home of the Bulldogs. <laughs> Why does the NFL insist on continuing international games? It seems they haven't made much of a dent in viewership overseas. Yeah, I don't know why. I think part of it is their goal is to put a team in London, which I think is stupid, and even putting a Super Bowl in London is stupid. I just don't think European countries care about – really, I don't think very many countries – outside the U.S. care that much about our American style of football. But, yeah, they're going to – in fact, they're going to Germany this year. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know why. <laughs> but the, I guess because they get paid bukus of money to do it, they'll keep doing it. And I think certainly – you know, I think if uh, Jacksonville's owner, by the way, Shad Khan, if he was able to, he would move the Jaguars to London now. I just I still don't see how that's going to be feasible, but that's that's kind of the focus. So that's why they keep doing it. Um, when it stops making them a lot of money, they'll stop doing it. So that's that's why in fact they're expanding to Germany because it's another way to get a money grab. Okay, we've got Graham from Headley. Don Haskins coached at Headley. Should they put warnings on? On the sides of cornbread packages in the store so people don't slip and fall in the grocery store so often. Yes, they should. Um, you know, my friend Alan slipped he slipped and fell in the store on cornbread. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's just a funny story. He really didn't slip and fall at the store, but it <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm getting laughing. All right, let's move on to our last question. Uh who wins in a fight, Khan or Darth Vader? So, Wrath of Khan is my favorite Star Trek movie. And as much as I think Khan is a great villain, I can't pick against Darth Vader. Um, the dude has the force on his side. And to quote Emperor Palpatine, or he was Chancellor at the time, the dark side of the force contains a pathway to many abilities some would consider to be unnatural. It would be Darth Vader. Which, by the way, if you've not watched the new Obi-Wan, I will do a review on it when it's done, all six episodes uh, in one of my midweek madnesses. It's good. It's really good. And Darth Vader's in it, and it's awesome. So I'd go with Darth Vader. So good questions. Again, if you want to ask questions on the Chris Carpenter Show, um, make sure you are following the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter Show. It is at the C Carp Show. You can also uh, follow the official TikTok of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is the Chris Carpenter Show. All right, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, I will get to the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. It is now time for the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And this week's Tip of the Week, I'm going to talk a little bit about as it gets, as it continues to get warmer and hotter. Um, it's very tempting to just 
just to want to stay inside and veg on the couch. Um, and I get that. When it's over 100 degrees, it's kind of miserable outside. But find alternative ways to get some activity in your life and get some movement going. And that could range from go, you know, get up, get your butt up in the morning and go walking before it gets too hot. Um, we talked about the Wii in here before. Get, you know, if you've got a Wii, you can do some dancing games. Um, if you've got a mall in your town, and I know a lot of people say, oh, we old people do this. Well, who cares? You can do it too. You know, go to go to your local shopping mall. Get you, get get some good exercise in. Heck, go to Walmart for you know an hour or forty five minutes. You can get some really good exercise there. But yeah, find ways to get some movement into your life during this uh, during the hottest parts of the summer. You will not regret it. All right. Um, that's it for this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. I will be back on Wednesday. We're going to do another midweek madness edition. And this week we're going to talk about the state of wrestling. So tune in. You can get my thoughts on that. Um, and I will see you for the regular edition of the Chris Carpenter Show, which will be the one-year anniversary extravaganza next Saturday. Until then, y'all have a good week, and I will see you on the next The Chris Carpenter Show.